This is Drake Recap, a recap of every sport that happened in the last week in Drake Athletics. Now here is your host, Noah Manderfeld and J.D. Pellegrino. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Drake Sports Recap. I'm Noah Manderfeld, the sports director for the Drake Broadcasting System, and with me is J.D. Pellegrino, the sports editor of the Times Delphic. J.D., how are you doing today? I'm doing great. You know, we're we're filming it on Sunday. It is February 3rd, Super Bowl Sunday, so this is the best day of the year. This is what all sports fans love. This is American football, baby. But here we go. We had a lot that happened in Drake Sports including the Drake women's basketball team's first loss in no, two years. No. Two years. This is our first loss in the Missouri Valley Conference for the women's team, and we're still feeling it today. I'd like to say this is the first Missouri Valley Conference home game I've missed this season, and they lost it. So I, I This is your fault, Noah. It's my fault. I'm sorry. I'm going to be there today. Uh, Drake will take on Southern Illinois. We didn't get that in time for this recording, but hopefully we'll get a victory. So... Let's start off with men's basketball. Men's basketball now 17-6 and 6-4 and six and in the Missouri Valley Conference. By the way, that's a sole possession of third place. They went 1-1 one one this week. They lost to Illinois State 69-65 to at home, but they came back to defeat Indiana State on the road 68-62. to We'll talk about that in a bit with J.D., but versus Illinois State, a big game and a win would have given Drake sole possession of second place in the Missouri Valley Conference. However, they, after a 12-4 to advantage in the first eight minutes, Drake was outscored 58-31 to over the next 25 minutes. It was really domination from Illinois State. Now, McGlynn, he finished with 15 points while Tramel Murphy was the only other Bulldog with double digits, but Drake just could not get a bucket, J.D., and they were frustrated. They shot just 36% in the second half, and there was a double team inside with McGuinn, and that clearly just seemed to tire him out. He was frustrated. He he just did not seem like he was his normal self. And in that second half versus Phil Fain, Phil Fain, he's got some agility inside. He was mm-hmm. spinning around, putting the ball in the hoop everywhere. He finished with 22 points. And Illinois State shot 66% in the second half after shooting 42% in the first half and 30% in the first 10 minutes. Illinois State got on fire. Drake got cold. And after that, there was really no chance Drake could come back. Yep. I think you hit the nail right on the head when you said that Nick McGlynn was, he just wasn't playing like his normal self. I think that you could see that you need those big time players to make those big time plays, keep your team in the game. I know basketball is a team sport and you need the production from everyone. But like you said, Illinois State just got hot. They were scoring at will and it was very hard for the Bulldogs to stay in it with their lack of offense, their fatigued offense, like you said. Yeah, and it unfortunately it dropped them down to a tie for third place, but they took on Indiana State. J.D., you want to tell us yep. about that? Yep. So despite the tough loss to Illinois State at home, just three days later, the Bulldogs came back and later defeated Indiana State on the road. Uh, the game was close throughout as the Sycamores outscored the Bulldogs 34-31 to in the first half. But the second half was drastically different as the Bulldogs made up for the first half deficit, taking the game 68-62. to McGlynn finished with a double-double. In McGlynn's 30 minutes played, he scored 12 points and grabbed 13 boards. Huge contributions came from Brady Ellingson, Noah Thomas, who scored 16 and 12 respectively. Something about this team, especially since the injury of standout transfer Nick Norton in early January, is the team play from this team. If you if you look at who scored, like we've got 16 from Ellingson, 12 from Thomas, 12 from McGlynn. You've got production from Everyone on the roster, the Murphy Twins scoring seven and six. Uh, Tramel had the seven. DJ Wilkins with eight. We're, they're passing the ball around. They're doing what they need to do. 
to win. Unfortunately, they couldn't have gotten that win against Illinois State. But they're playing good team basketball. It's just this late in the season, you know, looking forward, trying to keep climbing in those standings. Teams just get tired. Yeah, and I think the most impressive part about Nick Norton's injury is the emergence of Noah Thomas. Noah Thomas, since Nick Norton's been out, he's been the starting point guard. He's been averaging right around three to four assists a game. He had 12 points versus Indiana State. And while you still see some growing pains versus Illinois State, he was clearly frustrated, did not have a good game. But then he comes back versus Indiana State, filling in for the injured Nick Norton, which is not easy. Nick Norton was averaging right around 15 points a game when he tore his ACL versus Evansville. Right, and I think, still, Noah Thomas, is he's a sophomore. He, he is going to have some of those growing pains. He's figuring out how he can lead this team being in the position that he's in. And I think so far, I think he's doing a good job. He's only going to be getting better. You see that he had 30 minutes played in this Indiana State game. He doesn't come out that often because, I mean, with, without him, they, they need him. Yeah, it was. he's a crucial player, and he's going to be crucial this week when they take on Loyola for the second time this season on February 5th. That will be in Chicago before they come home to play Northern Iowa, big rivalry game at home after they lost in Cedar Falls earlier this year. They'll be wearing throwback uniforms in that one. That should be fun. I, I can't describe the blue, but it's kind of like a classic royal blue almost as they celebrate the 50th anniversary of their magical Final Four run in 1969, in which they lost to UCLA in the Final Four. Let's move over to women's basketball. And I'm sorry, but this is the first time I will ever say this since I came to Drake two and a half years ago. Don't say it. Drake lost a conference game. Oh. Missouri State, the number one team in the Missouri Valley Conference, now undefeated, defeated Drake 85-78 to in the Knapp Center to end a 47-game Missouri Valley Conference winning streak. Well, let's, let's step aside from this game for a minute, J.D., and just talk about that winning streak. 47 games in conference? That's not easy in any conference that you're playing in. It's honestly, it's humbling looking back on it. It's humbling now to think about the win streak, all that this team has accomplished. There there are girls on this team. I mean, we're here, but there are girls on this team who have, ever since they joined, they haven't lost. They don't know mm-hmm. what losing in the Missouri Valley Conference is like. So in a sense, this kind of takes that burden off their back. They've kind of come down to earth a little bit. They know what they have to do, and now they can keep winning. But both teams entered this game 7-0 and in the Missouri Valley Conference. So Drake had first place, both of them 7-0. and But wow, this this was going to be the game. This was going to be the toughest Missouri Valley Conference game that the Bulldogs are going to see all season, especially this far, and just came, came down on the wrong end. Yeah, and it kind of happened in a kind of ironic way. Drake, this year, they've been great in the fourth quarter, coming back versus Rutgers after being down by, I can't remember how much, but it was over in double digits. Indiana State a couple weeks ago, they had a close call on the road, came back, outscored them by 10 or 15 in the second half to win that one by two. And in this one, Drake had a 10-point lead heading into the fourth quarter, and Missouri State rattled off a 9 to nothing run. That cut the lead to 63-62, to and then they extended that to 15-2 and run, and that gave Missouri State a lead they wouldn't relinquish. And you talked about players who haven't seen a Missouri Valley Conference loss. Number one, Brenny Rose. She actually was asked about that in the coaches show, and she said, said she hadn't even thought about it honestly she just so much dominance in this game she finished zero points in 23 minutes she's had a rough season but Becca Hittner another one of those players 37 points on 12 of 23 from the floor Becca Hittner this is unlike the Drake offense they usually run through the entire team and Becca Hittner really dominated on the offensive side this game through the first half I'm pretty sure Becca Hittner had about 15 of those first half points if you look at it like usually like you said the team runs through all their players. They get production out of all their starters, their bench. Becca Hittner had 15 of the 
33 first half points for the Bulldogs. She without without Becca, the team this game wouldn't have been as close as it was. Sarah Ryan, she found her rhythm also pretty early, but then kind of picked it up. But just in the very end, that that run that you mentioned, mm-hmm. it it was the Achilles heel of the Bulldogs in this game. As soon as the Bears started scoring, Drake went cold real real fast. They they couldn't do much. Yeah, and and when you get cold like that, there's there's not much you can do. And I think a big part of why Drake let this be as close as it was and eventually lost was because they turned the ball over 21 times. This is now the fifth time of the season that they've turned the ball over 20 times or more. And they have a good record in these games. I believe they haven't lost in a game in which they turned the ball over 20 times. You can't turn the ball over 20 times. And especially against a Missouri State team who's undefeated in the conference now, first uh, alone up in first. First, they're going to take advantage of it. It doesn't matter if you're home, doesn't matter if you're on the road. And I think Drake's had a lot of these close calls and they've gotten away with it. And now they didn't get away with it. And this is honestly, you don't learn by winning all of the time. You learn by losing. And this could end up being a very good thing for this team that probably has their most talented roster in the last 10 years. That's exactly what I was just thinking. When you have these turnovers, it's only going to be a matter of time until one doesn't go your way. And like you mentioned, with those close games that Drake happened to be on the winning end, that's just how it went. And this team is just filled with grit. They know what they have to do to win. This one just didn't go their way. Next week, they'll take on Valparaiso on February 8th at 5 p.m. Then they'll take on Loyola on the road on February 10th, trying to recover from their first Missouri Valley Conference loss. But that's going to signal the end of our show here today. Thank you all for listening, and make sure to tune in next week for another edition of Drake Sports Recap. We're back for the rest of the second semester. Thanks for listening, folks.